Welcome back to another episode of Suds and Cinema. My name's Kyle. I'm Jacob. I'm Josh. And we are back, baby. <laughs> we are fucking back. <laughs> we are back after a week hiatus. Hiatus for travel and drinks. <laughs> uh, this is episode 76. Tonight we are talking about Old and the Green Knight. So we've got a double bill. Exciting. Two, I think two, what's the word I'm looking for? Anticipated movies? Coveted. They were, uh, (laughs) words are hard. They were highly anticipated. Words are going to be very hard to come up with today. Kyle didn't do his taxes two days this weekend. I'm functioning on little sleep and no brain cells. Brain cells. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, No, yeah. uh, They were highly anticipated. We had M. Night. For me, and then Green Knight A24 for all of us. So, what would we think of them? No, I don't know. The show. <laughs> you could check our letterbox and already see our scores, or no, you could just listen to this. Oh, it's your not old live one anyway. is there. <laughs> yeah, your old one is. Yeah, yours is on there. It will be by the time oh, this look, comes up, Kyle. Exactly. Oh, I'm fucked up. <laughs> um, what's new with you guys? Well, went to back to Mexico, the motherland, the motherland, and spent a little bit more time. Yeah, five days. Well, six. Two like, more, double. Yeah. Well, last time I went Friday, left Sunday. This right. time I was there from Tuesday until Sunday. So, double them up. Well, Wednesday until Sunday. I don't know math and dates. Wednesday, Wednesday, twenty third to twenty eighth. Because you had to work Tuesday. Yeah, you had to work Monday That's and it. Tuesday. No, wait. I don't know. Yeah, you're right. It was okay. Wednesday. Wednesday or Sunday. So, tried more beer this time. Quite a Any, bit. Still, was it, nothing. Did it, I was going to say, did it change your did it nope. change your outlook on Mexican beer? Uh, I mean, I got to try quite a few good ones, but nothing was like, oh, I need to come back for this. <laughs> or, oh, I hope I... I'm so sad I won't be able to find this. I did have the saddest... Uh, New England style. Oh, God. <laughs> I mean, it, they're far from New England. Was this Mexican made or was Mexican this, made? Okay, in a beer it was, bar. I forgot the name of the brewery. Uh, Roma. Roma Brewing Company, I think. Had Roma in it, the name. That's <laughs> true. And it was in Roma. Shout out to the movie Roma. <laughs> but yeah, that brewery overall. Uh, they actually had this one. It was called Historic Beer, and that tasted more like a New England. It was, historic? Yeah, it was just called Historic Beer. I've heard of so old must, ales. No, I'm guessing it's historic, like an old historic recipe, kind of like that series that uh, Dogfish Head does. Maybe. That are just old recipes for beers. So, But that tasted more like a New England. It had sweet, cloudy. The one that I had was not even cloudy. It was clear, and I'm just like, Bleh. this is not New England. It wasn't a bad beer. It just wasn't in New England. And other than that, I had a Belgian from Belgium, though, <laughs> at a beer bar in, I think, Roma also. That was great. Strong, heavy. What was it? A Belgian. Oh. From Belgium. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, of course, it was good. Uh, other than that, I got to see some pyramids. 
That was probably. Did you make any pyramids though? I did not. Well, Sorry. you could have had pyramids next to the pyramids. <laughs> there was no bars near there. Uh, you bring your own. And it was actually it was supposed to rain the, every day I was there, and it rained for maybe five minutes, like once. How far were the pyramids from where you were staying? An hour and oh, like bad. fifteen minutes. I was thinking like two to three. And I took an Uber. Okay. How expensive do you think an Uber that takes an hour and 15 minutes? In Mexico or Just here? What would you guess that in, would cost? In um, here, $100, mm, Yeah, I tried to call one this morning. It was like 35 for a 10-minute trip. So. <laughs> so, yeah, this Uber was... $16. Yeah, I was going to say, in wow. Mexico, it's pretty good. $16 for over an hour. I felt bad. I'm like, I need to tip yeah. them more. <laughs> I know it doesn't. that's tip not how 100%. exchange rates work. I'm sure that's like equal to what the buying power here. But I just felt, I'm like, this guy just drove me an hour and 15 You sat with an Uber driver for an yeah. hour. <laughs> in silence. I'm just like, <laughs> he's like, Jacob, see. 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 Did it. your Spanish come back at all or was it? Uh, by the end, like I was really embarrassed about I Luckily, I met Ellie again, so she helped mm-hmm. me with a lot. When she could meet, that was great. When she couldn't, then it was me on my own. <laughs> and it was like... Nothing new. Quiero... Taco. Esto. <laughs> yeah. Taco this. vegetariano. A lot of this. good vegan restaurants. I pretty much, I lost a percentage of body fat. One whole percent, because I only I walked like eight miles a day and only ate vegan food. Vegan, not even vegetarian. Straight up vegan food, so no cheese or anything, and no lost a percentage. So it looks like eating. Who to guess? Diet, <laughs> diet and exercise. And diet what? and exercise works. I mean, I didn't need to. You heard it, lose. You heard it here first. I didn't need to lose percentage. Well, Suds and cinema exclusive, but it works. Insider trading, just my goal. I made a plan for you guys. Just only eat vegan food once a day and walk for eight miles every day. Guaranteed to lose a percentage. That will just melt away in five days. My five day plan. But yeah, it was beautiful weather. Looked nice. Way better in here because it doesn't. It's not nearly as hot and. We've been pretty cool lately, but yeah, the last two days. Not when I was down there was like there was thirty some Celsius. Yeah. Yeah. And there it was like the during the day was 70s, night was like 50s. It was like 50, 40 something last night, 50s. Yeah, it was great. It was great. I've had the windows open all day. It feels great. Yeah. So and now it's going to be 89 next Sunday. It was great. Still didn't get to go all the museums I wanted to. Got to go one. That was great. And then got to see pyramids, which is basically an outdoor museum, right? Mm-hmm. And then didn't get it to go the, the other two because. It was busy. Everywhere was busy because things are just starting to open up there more. People are still all wearing masks. They still check your temperature every doorway. It was kind of weird going back to the wearing masks 24 hours a day, basically. But Oh, and I climbed, of course. Two new climbing gyms. So that was fun. Great trip. Want to go back and hit those museums sometime? But, but before, you're go- we're heading north. North. Because we're going to go to Toronto. North. <laughs> Barely north. <laughs> it's our cousins from the north. Yeah, but they're more east. <laughs> it's like directly east pretty much. Canada is north. 
Yeah, the yeah, but is. not not not. It's literally not north of us technically, though, because you can literally just travel straight east and get to Canada. No, you can't because you run over like here on idiot. <laughs> no, it would Take it would be Erie. It's where straight across would be here. Yeah, I guess it would be. You'd go over both though, technically. Yeah, they're the same, aren't they? Yeah, Isn't Huron actually Lake Michigan? Because the only thing that divides mm-hmm. is Big Mac, which doesn't count. Which is even crazier. You think that there's a horseshoe of a lake. Yeah. That's a big ass <laughs> lake yeah. if it was one. It's already big. Yeah. So, yeah, Toronto. Hey. Sorry. Hey. Gonna go back over to Cousins. <laughs> Other side of the ambassador. I got nothing new. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like a good trip. It was. <laughs> All right. Um, speaking of beer, we have a beer. Speaking it's of Jacob's Belgian. Pick. It was. Uh, so I picked this beer. I wanted to get something that seemed kind of, I don't know, in line with the themes of. Because Jacob's all about theming. Yeah. And, you know, King Arthur had the sword and the stone. Which was like from God, right? I don't know the exact legend. We're going to say it is because I don't remember. And, you know, he pulled the sword from the stone. So that was like a gift from God. And the name of this beer is Don de Dieu, which translates in French from French to gift of God. And also it just seems. What part's the gift and what part's God? This is going to be a gift from God. That's what I thought. (laughs) But it's. Yeah, I don't know. And also, it just felt kind of medievalish with the, how this bottle and the artwork. And, and it's got a French ship on it and some shit. The foil on the top. It just gave me that feeling. So I'm like, this is what I want for. This looks like it had some um, bottle fermentation because it says bottle re fermented. Hmm. So it could be even stronger ABV than what it's showing. Uh, I'm assuming that it would get up to that point. Oh, that's not how it works. I think. Well, this is the second beer. Yes. That we've had from this brewery, Uni Brew. We were just talking about Canada. Shout out to Canada again here. Mm-hmm. They are out of, if you don't remember, they're out of Montreal. Chambly. 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 This is what it says near, on the back. I'm guessing near Montreal. Sure. Or Montreal. Yeah, it's in Quebec. Yeah, Quebec. Quebec. So, this is a Belgian triple. I love Belgian style beers. Kyle does too. So, it should be delicious. I mean, this brewery is a great brewery. Yes. So, Don de Dieu displays an appealing orange golden hue with a stable, creamy head of foam. Its fruity, malty, and yeasty flavor is quickly succeeded by a palate warming finish of roasted nuts and spices. And Kyle's a big fan of nuts. Yep. Okay. I was hoping you'd get the cue. This smooth, exceptionally strong triple wheat ale offers a complex flavor that is slightly fruity, malty, nutty. Not again. These nuts. All right. And yeasty with a hint of unfiltered sake. Sake or sake? <laughs> it says S-A-K-E. Sake? I don't know. What's... That doesn't make sense <laughs> in the sentence. I don't know. Unfiltered sake. And or sake. (laughs) Maybe that's a Belgian something. I don't know. Probably not sake. (laughs) Anyway, 
This is coming in at an ABV of 9% and 10 IBUs. So nice and smooth. And I don't know if there's anything else to say about it. Nope. Bust it open, Buster. Hmm. Oh, you're like, are you going <laughs> to elaborate on the hmm? Or just well, he did red sake that, uh, for sake. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Let's see. I'm going to put unfiltered sake. Well, it is talking about the flavor profile, so it's it probably is. Yeah, there's sake. definitely re-fermentation in this beer. <laughs> Just bust it open, so Jacob. Pay attention. It was like boom. Yeah. <laughs> What's up? That explosion of smell hits mm-hmm. your nose right away. It smells boozy. Hmm. Yum. Not super wow. Belgian-y. That's really good. That's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> that is amazing. I had a Belgian triple this weekend that I hadn't checked it in, but it's uh from it was from Victory, the Golden Monkey. Pretty good, but you're just missing that This is it's it. missing this. This is <laughs> missing it. that flavor. This is so like fruity. It's very orangey. Yeah. Mm. Like this tastes like you said there's wheat yeah it's a triple wheat, wheat. Ale. yeah or a triple belgian style triple, triple wheat. wheat ale yeah my it's god that is delicious wow <laughs> big fan of this one that is a banger certified banger mm-hmm. and i haven't had a beer just like hit all the right yeah, spots in a while <laughs> We got that untapped order coming in, though. Listeners, be ready. Glad Mina you guys Tavor. love it. Tavor. What did I say? Untapped? Yeah. Tavor. Kyle's Sorry. Brain. brain. Turn your brain on, Kyle. Brain fog. <laughs> it's going to be a rough <laughs> episode. I hope I can, uh, I can gather my thoughts. Yeah, this one is a winner. I'm going to buy this one again. Mm. Mm-mm. Yep. If you are a fan of Belgians, and you can definitely find these. <laughs> seek this out. Shouldn't be too hard if you're in Michigan, but outside might be more difficult. Oh. Yeah. Well, it's d- it's imported by a out of New York. So if you're in yeah, so if you're, they, if you you're by be, Canada, easy to get. If you're right. in like New England, <laughs> the West, probably be okay. East Coast, or South, yeah, probably harder. Be that hard. Find. Some yeah. I don't know. Could be distributed, but <laughs> who knows? I, mean, I don't know. They're a big brewery, but. This is one we need to visit. Mm. I want to go to, we said we want to go there. I would love to go to Montreal, but we'd have to take vacation time for that. Oh, yeah. It's 10 hours. Oh, yeah. I'd Driving. Fly. Flying is expensive. Is it? It's more expensive for us to fly to Montreal than to Seattle. <laughs> what if we flew to Seattle and drove up? To Vancouver? Isn't that straight ahead above it? Oh, you're saying. No, I want to go to Montreal. Oh, that's that's a, yeah. yeah, that's east of Toronto. I'm thinking Vancouver. I want to go to Vancouver too, but yeah, flying to Vancouver is probably, it probably is cheaper to drive to, I mean, fly to Washington than drive. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. All right. Well, we yeah, that's a winner. What other winners do we have lined up? What are we starting with? Doesn't matter. Green Knight. All right. Fine by me. 
that's freshest in my mind. It's probably a good thing. <laughs> All right, so we're going to start with The Green Knight. Uh, the Green Knight is written and directed by David Lowry, stars Dev Patel, Alicia Vikander, Joel Edgerton, uh, Sarita Choudhury, butchering it, uh, Sean Harris, Kate Dickey, and Ralph Ineson. Plot synopsis reads, a fantasy retelling of the medieval story of Sir Gawain and The Green Knight. Uh, let's take a listen to a clip. O oh, greatest of kings, indulge me in this friendly Christmas game. Let whichever of your knights is boldest of blood and wildest of hearts step forth. Take up arms and try with honor to land a blow against me. Whomsoever nicks me shall lay claim to this my arm. Its glory and riches shall be thine. But. Thy champ must bind himself to this. Should he land a blow, then one year and yuletide hence, he must seek me out yonder, to the green chapel, six nights to the north. He shall find me there and bend a knee and let me strike him in return, be it a scratch on the check or a cut in the throat. I will return what was given to me, and then in trust and friendship we shall part. Who then? All right, what did you guys think of The Green Knight? I liked it. No, it was amazing. So I absolutely loved this movie. I was, I mean, it was one of my most anticipated, but I think it was all of ours. Yeah, definitely up there. But I, I mean, I saw a ghost story, same director, and while I liked it a lot, it didn't, you know, blow me away. But I loved the style and everything in that aspect of it. This one just nailed everything and also uh, changed what I expected it to be. And it's one of those movies I want to see again because I feel like it's so like metaphorical that there's the stuff I got right on this first viewing, but I'm sure there's way more. And I want to actually read the original uh, epic poem that it was based on, which I read like the first 10 pages of, but didn't feel like reading all 86 pages before this episode but yeah i loved it looked good acted well i mean i don't really have much complaints except maybe it felt a little slow at parts but overall David Lowry. <laughs> yeah but i mean he had like a 15 minute cake eating scene so pie <laughs> i know it wasn't 15 minutes either but no i have a timestamp actually it was like seven exactly minutes or something is. But, yeah, it was, yeah, this was the best movie I've seen this year so far. Um, Including, well, yeah. The best movie released in 2021. Depends on how you, didn't you, oh, wait, okay. Maybe I'm getting your father score mixed up. Wasn't father 2020? Well, I'm considering 2021. Well, then that would be the best movie. For list purposes. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I was saying that. Yeah, that was a five. Okay, but continue. Best movie theaters for sure. (laughs) Yeah, so like seven minutes. Was a pie scene. (laughs) Yeah. But I'm really excited to see what he does next, too, after this. So I don't want to go more into it until we get to Mm -hmm. more details. Yeah, so obviously we've we've talked about Green Knight a lot throughout this, um, 
you know, upcoming, you know, it was going to be A24's next big, big movie that we were, we've been excited for, for a while. And, um, I was honestly pretty disappointed with the Green Knight. Um, I don't know if David Lowery was the, yeah, I don't know if his, his direction lends itself well to this. It felt the, the surreal parts of it were awesome like the you know where he was like kind of tripping a little bit like you could see the visuals those were really cool but then you would get like interweavings of like him trying to be too much david lowry and to almost like set up like it felt like every other scene was like him trying to get that perfect shot perfect angle and then it just kind of like waved itself into it and it kind of lost its like um, identity a little bit um i don't think you know you you look you watch a fantasy for something other than just the story itself right you're looking for magic action you know stuff like this and this didn't really have any of it um it just didn't feel like a like what it was going for which is a conventional fantasy right like you it, it set itself up to be this worldly medieval epic and it kind of fell short like I never got really immersed into the story like I never really cared for the characters that much like other than maybe Dev Patel's character was kind of cool but he was pretty nuanced or like lack of nuance and he was very one tone and it just kind of made it even more boring because he was like there was everyone was just kind of I, I'm, I'm surprised Kyle stayed awake for this because it was almost like was the, the way they were talking was almost like, I mean, obviously David Lowry is a very methodical person, but the way they were talking was like almost like a lullaby, like very one tone and kind of just had a little like it, little inflections here and there, but it kind of stayed like even toned throughout the whole thing. So it, it didn't really feel like I wanted it to. And I, I wanted more of like a quest movie. Like you have to do these certain things like the, we'll get into it, but like the first test or the quest thing that he had to go through was kind of cool. But then the rest of it was like, I don't know. <laughs> I just felt like it was to kind of disjointed a little bit. And yeah, um, remember this <laughs> was based on a story though. Correct. But so, so it was following. It was written story. for the screen by David Lowry. Though. But it was the original screenplay. He could have he could have based it on that and not done it word for word, like word for word and added a little bit something else to it. Well, but he did, but like the poem didn't have like battles and stuff in it. So, and then uh, the cli- the you know the climax, the ending was just kind of felt flat for me. But I get that. But I have I don't know if it's. I want like obviously I wanted to love this movie and I don't know if I don't necessarily think that me overhyping it hurt it at all. Like I just think that this movie just didn't e- even my expectations. I felt like it could have passed those expectations and it just didn't even get close to them. And it it's kind of was a little disheartening, honestly. But well, <laughs> still need that drum roll. <laughs> oh yeah, I uh, didn't care for the Green Knight. Um, I definitely agree with Josh. I think I think his directing style isn't lended well to this kind of story. And 
whereas like a ghost, it's very but much it's a lot better in a ghost story where it's much better yeah. very like existential like slow and you know the pacing in that movie pays off better it works for that story mm-hmm. um i don't feel like it works here because that, that's like an hour and a half too this is over this is 130 minutes it's very long it feels very long mm-hmm. i kept looking at my watch like there's still an hour yeah. and a half left. and i'm fine with slow paced movies and um you know just that slow burn um but here it was like each scene i get what you know it's like they're kind of like trials and tribulations right but each scene seemed like it was not uh you you want like in this story right like you're saying it's a quest you want um some things to be like literal or like to, or at least to be able to visualize it as like a literal something literal, but there's also metaphors and stuff. Like I feel like the whole movie you can't take literally at all. Like nothing, whatever you're watching, you just like, is like, yeah, probably like it's not happening or it's not real or whatever. Cause I don't know. They weave in and out of that so much. And it's again, that's not a like that can work, but I don't know. I just don't feel like it worked it's definitely not what I wanted for this and not because like, I don't, it doesn't have to fit my expectations. Right. I could, I was expecting what well, you were sure saying. I was expecting plenty that. People love movie. This, you know? Yeah. I was expecting that and I didn't get that, which is fine, but it still didn't work either way, even though it's not, you know, wasn't what I expected. It still, I just still don't think it worked just cause like each scene, you know, he would get, I don't know. I guess we can kind of yeah. get into it. Like he loses some of his equipment, right? And it's like this loss. And then it just comes back to him almost like (laughs) randomly, like with no explanation. You Mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Like things like that, where it's like these scenes just feel like there it is like disjointed. Like this scene, the the pond scene, right? That's like its own like set piece. And then this scene, but none of it is all like, I don't feel like any of it's connecting. And I don't feel like we know his character enough for these tests and trials and tribulations to really like understand what is changing about him until the very end when it's just like have courage and it was just so like mm-hmm. boom no. just oh be brave you know what in a movie <laughs> that I got, a though. movie that we can compare this to that does go back and forth between fantasy and re- reality that works well is pan's Lam- labyrinth like that you said you, you know that movie you feel like you can believe because like we you obviously don't know if it's real or not because it's the girl's you know it's her interpretation, <coughs> mm-hmm. but you kind of can. There's certain parts where you're like, yeah, this could absolutely be real, versus you know this absolutely isn't real. This movie just kind of blend like nothing felt like it could even be remotely connected to anything. Like it just kind of which is fine. Like I we, we love fantasy obviously, but this one just didn't reach that level of fantastical that I yeah. expected. I don't know. I feel like you guys missed it. Do explain then. Yeah. Like it was all connected to me and I felt it perfectly with this character. He was a young character. I mean, it put him on. He, he wants to be a knight. He wants that kind of, you know, respect and honor and glory that a knight has, but 
He's not that. He you see that in the beginning multiple times. He's he's just a partier, he like goes out and does stuff. He wants all of the glory without doing anything for it. He never earns it. And even when he earns it by fighting, you know, fighting the Green Knight, he wants to show off by actually, you know, killing him to show that he's brave, that he knows in a year he's gonna have to repay that back. And he's okay with that because he's so brave and no one else wanted to even attempt that, right? And so when he gets to each of these points, it's kind of like a test to show chivalry if he actually is chivalrous. And he it's like a coming of age tale. Each one is a test showing that like what was like the you were talking about the lake and the lady like that was a test to show if you can just do good without expecting anything in return because she he's like she asked him to get her head and he's like, well, what do I get in return? She's like. Why would you ask that? Because you don't do stuff expecting to get something back out of it. You do stuff because it's the right thing to do. And if you're a knight, you're doing that because it's chivalry. It's because it's the right thing to do. You're never expecting to do good to get something in return from someone. You're doing something to just because it's morally right. And so each of these tests were showing you something. He blindly trusted those first people well let's get into if we're going to start talking openly or you're kind of getting the spoiler range here okay oh you well, want to just say like spoilers? i'm saying it's an we epic could probably, poem from thousands of years ago no i'm just saying <laughs> like we can i just don't want you to start going into too yeah. much but without yeah warning everyone um yeah i mean but you have a said anything but i was just making sure because sometimes you start going <laughs> before like we get into like super plot details i will say that like the there's things that like i feel like this is a there's a lot of um style but like without substance yeah. or i like completely missed it like just choices that seemed pointless or like you know like winding refin like he you know a lot of people oh, yeah, uh, accuse him of this like style with no substance or whatever but i don't know i feel like that style just works in that in whatever he's making and well that's him i love now, right like david like i feel like it there was choices i mean in a ghost story that were made too like showing there's like a scene that's completely out of like doesn't have nothing to do with the main characters or anything but when he goes and the ghost is going through like all of time, basically. Oh and yeah, dude, that's back around so to the beginning of time. Destroys yeah. the house, <clears throat> right? And I mean, things like that. You know, it shows, but it's like it's it works in that movie. There's, I just feel like there's so many things in here that it was like eye candy, kind of eye candy, but almost just there for like the sake of being weird. And we can talk about some of them I, if I can remember all of them, but. Or certain thing, or maybe some things have an explanation, you know. Right. Then that would benefit it. I th- do think it was beautiful. I and could the score rewatch was, it. I could rewatch it. The score was really good. The music After, was uh, so good. I don't know if it was. Yeah. Uh, it sound. I think it was all original. I'm assuming. I loved, and it almost played consistently throughout the whole movie, and mm-hmm. I loved it. It stood out to me. It reminded me almost Witcher in parts, which I uh, was yeah. amazing score. So another thing I wanted to say that doesn't really dive too deep. Um, Shoot, I lost it. (laughs) What were we just saying? uh, The thing that I said, style or substance? No, you you were just saying. The music is like the the music. 
and it's almost continuous throughout the whole thing. Score was good. Yeah, I I lost it. I, okay, I will come back. Um. Okay. So yeah, we'll we'll we're gonna talk more openly and uh, not really have to worry about spoilers. So if you have not seen the Green Knight, skip ahead. Check timestamps. Oh, I do remember. I appreciate this, but it also hurt it a lot. I appreciate that he tried limiting artificial light, but some of the scenes were entirely too dark. Okay, no, I agree with that, and I wonder. I thought it was more the theater no, I watched it in because I want to see it. this in my 4K TV and UHD and yeah. If I'm gonna it watch this again, I don't know if I'll. I'd, I think I'd rather wait for it to have subtitles too. and subtitles. Yeah, it would help for a lot. Yeah, like uh, I want to watch it. I on felt a TV. like I could understand most a lot of, of it, it fine, but I think but I could get more. The part with the kid, I couldn't understand some of the words. Or the king, I understood him. I feel like he had a couple parts where he was like mumbling, and I couldn't really. Arthur, was that King Arthur? Yeah. Is that who it was supposed to be? Yeah, I don't know. That's why the sword was so important because it was Excalibur. Yeah, Excalibur. Sure. <laughs> Had no idea. <laughs> I did read the first ten pages of the poem, epic poem. So uh, I didn't know that. Okay. Okay. Um, Any, anyway, back to where you, where you can go now. So spoilers, I guess. I mean, I, Kyle was talking. Oh <laughs> no, 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 well, no! I interrupted you because oh, I yeah. didn't want you to. I mean, I feel everything fit perfectly with his character, and then when he got later on, like when he got to. The uh, other castle, the green, um, no, the green chapel. No, before no, the that. castle. Yeah. Oh yeah, well, the movie comes to a halt, complete halt. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Which I didn't understand anything that was going on there. No, that was either. all in the poem as well, but that was another. I guess she was testing him. It was. It was supposed to test like in chivalry. You're not supposed to just give in to your cardinalness, right? You're supposed to, because but he did, and that's why she's like, you're no knight. But right, she just jerked him off. Yeah, but still. <laughs> she and he lied also about not being in love and having someone when she was messing with his the bell. Is that why she looked neck. like she, she looked just like exactly yeah, it like was her, her yeah. yeah. Well, not her, but Yeah, no. Yeah, and he <laughs> lied about it. She's like, Who is the oh, is what this was, a good luck charm or is it from a lover? He's like, Oh, I've never been in love. Blah, what blah, was blah. up with Joel Edgerton's character? Was that his, that's his name, right? Joel mm-hmm. Edgerton. That was another test. Are like, you, why did the he hunter? Ki- like, why did he kiss him? Because that's also from the. Oh um, yeah, poem. but we shouldn't have to read the poem to watch this movie. Like, it's a it's centuries old. Well, no. So <laughs> you, I don't you even could know have gotten this either way. So what was it said that he the deal he made with him? I'm gonna give you the best thing that I find from hunting, and you give me whatever you get from this house. The best right. thing you get from this, the best gift you get from this which was the sash that makes you invincible, right? And he pretended like the best thing he got was a kiss from the wife. And that's why he gave him a kiss. Hmm. Hmm. But they didn't kiss, though. Didn't the sash... Did. Wasn't the sash er, from earlier yes. also? There was one Why was earlier? there two sashes? And then she was like... It and was then the she same said, I made this one? No, so... <laughs> again... Those things just were, they came back to him because of, uh, this was also in the poem and how it was See? Yeah, randomly. <laughs> yeah. Why? They do just like show up. She made another one. Remember she said that? Yeah, but it was the exact same thing. Exact same thing. No, it was, 
it was the same, but it wasn't the same. See, what I liked about this is I didn't take it. I didn't care about any kind of literalness. I took this as like a fantasy, literal fantasy poem from like an epic poem from hundreds of years ago where things were just But what about magic this was epic? And it was so, and like, I mean, the journey was. I know, was it, it? I know, it, like, I know what you're saying. You can get a lot of these things from it, but I just feel like even talking about it, be like, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Like when you're watching it, do you, do you feel like his character like changes at all? I don't like ever see that reflected and I don't know. It's well, the end is his change. This is him growing. Like he's put through those tests and he's like failing. And that's why at that castle, when that character, the hunter says, uh, what are you? What's the point of doing this? And he's like honor. He's like, so you just go do this thing, and now you go back and you have honor. That was like poking fun at the original poem because it's not as deep as this one. It goes based on how chivalry was then. That was literally it. It's like you do this glory thing, and now you you know a knight mm-hmm. in full of honor and glory. And but this tried to put it with modern day kind of problems as well with. Like nature, she when she went on her rant about green taking over and such, that's not from the original. That was one of the best monologues in the movie. I know it wasn't from the original. That's what I'm saying. He did add his own stuff <coughs> to it too. The original was more dealing with the problems, uh, things of that time versus this one has metaphors that mirror us now also. And it was literally yeah a chivalry you could take it as like the original poem chivalry and how that goes and the test he had to face but also just like coming of age tale of a person of a guy a young man turning into a man and the journey that that takes like he's too trusting in the beginning and he that's why he gets robbed and then he's you know then he wants he thinks you should only do things with getting in return and then you know it's like these little tests and then uh yeah you like fail at those but it's not like your ultimate failure and in the end he does learn and he does grow up and he becomes a man and that's like how it ends i'm sure that was like the most basic of the ideas i got out of it and i know there's a lot more so the ending let's just talk about it that what, that one what, I laughed because I he, just looked around because I'm like people are gonna hate that that just <laughs> yeah no I like the ending but I love what the ending, is yeah. if he if he learns from all of these things does he get it does he just die see that's <laughs> where it's ambiguous right that's why I knew people would I expected this movie so uh, when what I was went to work to today I'm like. I didn't read it yeah I'll tell you when I finish reading well you it. know what everything else we've said you had you yeah like, I glistened through the summary of the you poem. glistened through it yeah, I gleaned <laughs> gleamed gleaned I don't know <laughs> I gleaned it's definitely not glisten <laughs> I glistened I twilighted gleamed. through it yeah <laughs> yeah don't you correct me Mr. <laughs> your brain doesn't work today hey I got out cold I'm good I'm <laughs> good to I'm go back now. baby and I'm just losing it quickly we are back baby except I am back <laughs> so uh I think, I mean, it doesn't matter really, right? No, I'm just, him getting his I, head I know cut it off matter. would be the asking, right thing. Wondering what, yeah. That would be the right thing. And I think 
from my perspective, that is what happened. Like, our, he understood. He's like, yeah, I can't just go on. I took this on. This is my story. This is where it ends. I chose this myself. See, I'm wondering if the poem does give, like, if the Green Knight in the poem is some sort of uh, less, you know, teacher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh, okay, I just see, I see, you're, I see yeah. you've changed. I'm not going to kill you, you know. Yeah, no, I like to imagine Ugh. he did kill him after that. And that he he learned he because that whole flash was him thinking if he did just run away, like, yeah, this would all happen. But he'd never, ever be like satisfied with what he did. And he finally grew up enough to show that, you know, if I am going to be a man that I want to be, this is this is what I chose. This is my fate. I have to accept that as a man. And that's mm. how it ended. And he did, and that's why the guy, he was proud of him, but he still has to, you know, complete the game and cut off his head. <laughs> he could have just cut him, like, barely, but that wasn't, that wasn't what he did. So he has to just take it with the, what he, to make it equal and finish the game. Mm-hmm. And then he would be remembered and honored forever, which is why we're learning about Sir Gawain, who was a real person today in this movie. So, I think I could, yeah, I think a rewatch would help a lot with expectations changed, knowing what its uh, what its goal is, right? Because mm. before not knowing that, it's hard to watch it and get a lot of those things from it. Yeah, I agree. I'll, I mean, just from a technical point of view, it's beautiful, sounds great. The acting fit. I just loved the feeling I got through the whole movie because I expected this based on. Well, that's the, something that yeah, I, I don't know if feeling. I would get. See, like, I don't. I expected this when I saw the previews. I'm like, oh, this is gonna be like a Dungeon and Dragons type. Like, I wish quest. it was. Fuck. No, like that would have been fun. But I loved that it wasn't that. It was. It was like a real story. And when you read those like Iliad or Odyssey, like it gave me this mystical fantasy, like real fantasy, mystical, dark. Right tail that i just i just permeated through the whole thing like i felt i'm like always like wondering i was never comfortable it's like what is happening what's gonna be the next thing it was so yeah it just gave you this weird vibe and i even loved i thought he was perfect for this because the long scenes and which i usually love like the long one shots like a pie eating scene for seven minutes i did not like that in that one but him riding his horse, leaving his castle in the background, which was a long scene, worked perfectly mm-hmm. for this. Because the kids are all excited for leave. He's not excited at all that he has to leave. He's realizing the weight that is on him. And he's just slowly horse moving forward through the things and leaving the place he knew. And just feeling that on him. That weight as he gets further away. As the <laughs> I loved, I thought that scene... Or that kind of long shot scene works so much better for me. Well, yeah, it was also yeah. Like that's 30 like seconds. something that he's worked with before, right? A theme that he's worked with is like just existential dread, and yeah, like my favorite part was just knowing that you have knowing when you're gonna die and what what that does to you, like and the you know how you would react and things like that, because he knows it's that's what's gonna happen. Yeah, and I and it also showed his kind of growth. Even if he wasn't fully grow, like fully transformed yet, when the fox told him, like, 
you know, which I think is also a metaphor because foxes are known as being sly, right? That mm-hmm. he's like, I have your secret. You should go back now. And he's like, no, I have to keep going. So he was not quite there yet, but you could see that change forming. And then he just sits there and waits because he has to wait a whole day, that painful wait. And then he gets scared again in the final moment, but eventually he does the right thing. Because mm-hmm. he's human, and that's just a very human Yeah, survival thing. instinct. Yeah. Uh, okay, the beginning. Can you explain what the witchcraft scene is? Because it seems like they're doing something, or it seems like she's not going there with the intent of like, yeah, what doing was something to the king, but it, no. and, and then when it all happens, it's like, okay, it's did not they to summon the Green Knight? King. Yes. So this was also... <laughs> in the poem. <laughs> no, it was different. So this, okay. it was his aunt in the poem. It's his mom in this one. And that she just wanted him to become a man. She wanted him to grow up because she saw what he does every day and she cares about him. So she knew if she sent the Green Knight through this, that he would be put on this trial in order to become a better version of himself because he needed to like grow up mm-hmm. and so yeah okay, so she did that. she know that he she was, was that's what i was just she knew he was because she knows she's his mom she knows his personality but how does she know that none of the one else would she, that's it's an old poem like <laughs> it's a movie <laughs> like it seems like i don't know she just knew his personality she knew that he would try to like show off in front of people or maybe and i mean she's his mom she knew so she him. basically set him up to die yeah. And how was well, she? Well, she didn't know he she was, was going to die. Sister. The choice was his own. But well, if she knew he's him, the one she, who she would have known that he would have cut his head off. Yeah, but she wanted him to grow up. I mean, it's just the choice you make. Doesn't seem like the right one. I mean, to send your he grew son up. off to die. <laughs> I mean, well, what, that was what his is choice. Not, I mean, and he did go. He did go down in glory. How? We're talking about him. I'm not. I don't. We're I literally know. talking about Sir Gawain. I didn't know who this from guy was. From fucking hundreds of years ago. Well, he didn't obviously get his head cut off by a green, green knight. Bean. But I'm just saying, like, <laughs> there's a reason he's known. I didn't know him until. Is the uh, green knight a person in the poem, or is he? The the poem is literally yeah. Sir Gawain and the green knight. Yeah, but it. What is he like? The green in this, he's like, obviously some. Magical, same. Half. I think he's an yeah. ent. He's the same. Yeah, <laughs> in the poem. Yeah, I don't know if that if was a choice, like some kind of. I don't know if some kind of choice because of the uh, the whole nature thing, and mm. obviously how David Lowry has feelings. So about I did that. read about that as well, and those in the north were considered dirty, and it was like this wilderness, whereas people in the south were civilized and had castles and everything. So him traveling to the north was him traveling into like the dark wilderness and disgusting and him coming one with nature. So that's why he was so natural looking and stuff and why everything was so dilapidated. And yeah, because that was, that was what the feelings were then about the North versus South of England. Hmm. I mean, London, you know, versus Welsh, (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Wales. Cool. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's definitely going to need a rewatch for me. I'm super excited to watch again. I definitely am going to buy I this am one. 
Yeah, and I want this. I'm looking more and more forward to rewatching it now with those intentions in mind. And I'm gonna maybe read do a little poem. bit of reading. Yeah, yeah I'll do a little bit of reading. Uh, maybe I won't read the poem, but I'll do it. I'm uh, going to. I'm already eight, 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 yeah. I'm an eighth through already. I might as well finish it. The yeah. poem. The only reason it's hard to read is because the poem. So literally everything rhymes. I'm just like, oh. well, yeah, it's a poem. Yeah, <laughs> but it doesn't have to rhyme if it's a poem. But it did then know, apparently. But, yeah, but an eighty-four page poem rhyming every sentence like whew. and using or and off of half and and all these old english terms yeah i did think of another thing of like just style that like i again it could have an explanation but that spinning shot of him being tied to up the giant. oh yeah and then it goes past him and he's dead and decayed and then it comes back around i didn't get that alive it's like i didn't get that part dave lowry has a massive hard on for skeletons, but oh, this yeah. is this is why <laughs> it didn't get up. Skeletons. There's a reason it didn't get a perfect score for me. <laughs> like, it there's a lot of things that I saw in there, and just based on everything that I do get, I feel like I'm missing something, and that's my fault and not his fault. Versus, I know some you mm-hmm, could argue it is. Yeah, I was gonna the say the director's it's... fault for not getting that, but I just think there is so much pumped into this that it's impossible to get everything from a first time through and that going through again. I mean, the lighthouse, I didn't love as much as the second, third, fourth, fifth time I watched it. I loved it. I love it like more every time I watch it. So I feel like this is a movie that it, it wants to entice you to watch it again so you can get more out of it. And that's not necessarily a negative at this point, which it can be. And it is sometimes, but I don't believe it is for me this time. I'm with you. Jacob, come or dumb, what am I going to say? And what are you going to say? The chapters, titles, title cards. <laughs> and it, it, when you're watching it, you think that I definitely am like Kyle's <laughs> not going to like these. I did too. I, <laughs> I didn't mind them. I didn't. I didn't. So this what is what the I thought, last one said. No, though. okay. When the first one came up, yeah, the, the last B one, one you could I couldn't read what the hell it said. When the first one came up, I'm like, oh, wait, this is gonna be a typical thing Kyle hates. But then it went on. I'm like, actually, I think Kyle might like these because <laughs> it makes sense. Yeah, for what it was doing. I mean, it's an epic poem, right? So it's trying to be based on that. It's not like you got much out of each thing. It just moved the story and how on. it's structured because of those. Like I said, there's those scenes that are like each one is like a trial or a tribulation. Each one is like its own, you know, set piece that feels kind of disjointed from the rest but i mean rewatching it again i could get not have that feeling but yeah it's this it's literally what the title says that's what you're watching and then move on to the next thing that's you know yeah. that's what you're witnessing yeah i mean it's literally the poem is structured very similarly right. Right. so yeah it works it worked for me but i at first i'm like oh kyle's gonna hate this as it went on i'm like oh, actually <laughs> i think this would work for him yeah didn't mind it yeah might like it even more now that I know what I'm getting into. Yeah. Okay. Anything else to say on the Green Knight? Oh, but there is a J.R. Tolkien edition of it. Of this? Mm-hmm. The, um, ma- the fancy master himself. Him and did love else. the giant sequence, though, by the way. Just oh, my God. It so it was so good looking. Yeah. Like I said, the surreal parts were I the lo- best parts. And, you know, under the water, the red light. <sighs> That's why he. I thought that was dumb. I loved it because <laughs> it was completely unnecessary. It looks so good. Oh. Yeah. 
There's this is a visual. Did you notice the the uh, when she was um, and necessarily when she was talking the queen, but obviously she had like a green light over top of her. Yeah. But then there was another. The one guy had a red pop over him when he. Yeah. Like shook Which, his head or something. Uh, one last note. It's not really at it. I since I've read the first ten pages of the poem, the way they describe Arthur in that and the way he is as the king, perfect. <laughs> They talk about he's just this super charismatic. He's just so happy with every single person that is in the room. He wants to know their story. He's just all around this great just person who loves everyone and just came from nothing to something. So he doesn't have that. And that's how I feel like he was portrayed. He's like, really, the greatest thing in this room is all of you here, you know, and that I didn't. Did you know? Did you see who the green man was? It's Ralph Innes. Yeah, I, didn't I know. know. Innocent, yeah. I you know. didn't know that from his voice? I had an idea, but I couldn't like. He's got such a it. distinct yeah. voice. <laughs> well, they had like a fucking like distortion over it. Uh, yeah, but you could still. I could tell. <laughs> I didn't even know he was in the movie. I thought when when we went so long, um, like because I didn't watch any trailers or anything, like, and uh, they kind of did the before the Green Knight shows up and Joel Edgerton wasn't in it. I was like, I thought Is he Joel was- Edgerton in the Green Knight, but no, it's. I yeah. thought at one point that it kind of looked like Joel Edgerton. I was uh, like, yeah, wait, I is, it, really is he acting as makeup, that too? But yeah, but I think I think it's him. Like it is him. And yeah. yeah, you could tell like he has long face and everything. Yeah, yeah. Which uh, also, I got the board game, so yep, we should play that sometime. Yep. Uh, last thing, the hints of. Do you feel like there was attempts at like comedy once in a while, like yes. some yes. lines? Yes. I the, didn't the really, water part. Yeah. Like the He's tone like, well, of I'm this. I'm going to lose love. my uh, head eventually too. <laughs> yeah. There was, there was a there couple. Was a, yeah. Just a couple. I agree with I those. Mean the, the I'm just very like, don't do it. Line. Just let it be dark. Yeah. And like people, I think that was for like the general. I don't know. The because very they last laughed line at was, the every part and I was groaning. Yeah. I'm like, don't <laughs> do that. Let it just be this oppressive, dark horror. Yeah fantasy one more thing did you think that because david lowry looked this up he's like a vegan and like very green do you think that that monologue was kind of like a yeah for sure like a global warming like like i said even at that time that's like bringing in now versus then like then it was the wilderness dirty nature that you had to brave now it's Uh, like nature is gonna is live and will take over yeah it's the color of rot but it's all the color of life you know so yeah i just got, thought it was kind of cool yeah i liked it <laughs> self-servicing a little bit <laughs> i'm just saying and then it's the just very talking light. about today with and then like speaking cool. comedy i don't want it to talk about today though i do and um a comedy the very last line of the movies a joke now let's get the hacking there. yeah well okay you've turned to a good man now i gotta hack your head off green light i was okay with that ending it's like off with your head. <laughs> oh yeah, whatever. Now off. He with does your say head. he before says hacking, that. Though, that's yeah. not the last line, but he does say let's let's get hacking. Yeah, the last like line that. is like now off with your head. Now off yeah. with your head. Yeah, something like that. I like that. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. I liked Ra- it. <laughs> ratings out of five. Give it a four and a half. I'm gonna give it room to grow, so a three star. I am also going three heavy three after this conversation. Definitely due for a rewatch very soon. Uh, as soon as it comes to VOD or Blu-ray, yeah, be checking it out. I'm gonna buy it for sure. Yeah. Um. All right. 
So let's move on uh, to old, our second yeah. feature, which came out last week, but uh, we didn't record last week. So old is uh, written and directed by M. Night Shyamalan. It stars Gail Garcia Bernal, Vicky Kripes, Rufus Sewell, Alex Wolf, Thomas McKenzie, uh, a few others. Plot synopsis reads, a family on a tropical holiday discovers that the secluded beach where they are relaxing for a few hours is somehow causing them to age rapidly, reducing their entire lives into a single day. Let's take a listen to a clip. Everything's going to be okay. What's your name? I'm Trent. This is my sister Maddox. How old are you guys? I'll guess. I'm good at this. (laughs) You're 11, right Trent? I'm six. No. Really, are you 10, 11? He's not lying. He's six. I'm specifically six and a quarter. She's 11. They're feeling unsafe. There is a lot going on here. They're playing with us. Let's leave it. Have you seen my children? (laughs) Is, Is everyone trying to play a joke on us? What? Aren't these your children? I'm right here, Mom. Okay, what did you guys think of old? Yep, that's about it. <laughs> I, what is M Night doing? He's so, losing his goddamn no, mind. Is what like, he's doing. He he was so not good for a while, <laughs> and then he's like, "Oh, I'm back. I can do shit again." And then he's like, "Oh, just kidding. I'm gonna be not good again." When you say he was back, okay, I love. I like Split. And okay, yeah, Split is good. It's overrated as hell, but it's not like amazing. It's no, not old M Night. But I love. He was, he I is, loved Devil. That, oh, he I wrote hated that. Devil. He wrote that. He did, and a lot of people hate that. But he only wrote that. He didn't direct that. Oh, hmm. I didn't. <laughs> mi- okay. So. Some people love um, Servant, which I have not seen. Some people love Village too, and I'm not, I don't. But that know. was bef- that's old M Night. Yeah, like the turning point uh, for. Well, I haven't seen Lady in the Water, but a lot of people hate it was the village like that was his last like yeah. m night movie which i like the village some people don't i mean he's very divisive as a director anyway but i think you more can appreciate often, him, yeah though. a lot of people at least can appreciate the village um and say it's good might not be for them but it could be good well i guess they might not say it's anyway. a one watch <laughs> anyway because it kind of the ending once once the ending is ruined it's or spoiled. It's I didn't like it when I first watched. It. Anyway, right. yeah. after that, it's Lady in the Water happening, Last Airbender, and After Earth oh, all last in a row, Airbender. all in a row, <laughs> and then he goes to The Visit, which some people like. That's my um, favorite M Night movie. The Visit. Yeah. Oh, you're high. I hate all. Have of you seen Six Sense? Yeah. You I, think The Visit is better than The Sixth Sense? Yeah, it's more in my wheelhouse. Yeah, dumb horror. Did I say? Did I say it horror. was his best? What I yeah, say? you said it's the best M. Night. I said it's my favorite M. Night movie. I think you said best. Well, that's okay. Well, we'll change it. We'll change to favorite. me then. Favorite for you. Okay. <laughs> uh, visit and then Split was after that. So that was when he was getting like people were like, oh, now he's back. But then he did Glass. Yeah. Which I haven't seen. I didn't. I didn't want to. <laughs> it was his it. Marvel Universe. <laughs> uh, yeah. It's yeah, yeah, super concluded movie. the trilogy. Of, well, because I thought yeah. the worst part of Split was the end. The like, end, I yeah. liked it until the end. I'm like, wow, this is Wasn't terrible. there... Who did the one between them? What? Wasn't there Split and then there was something in then Glass? Like Unbreakable. Um, Unbreakable so. or something, right? No, Unbreakable is way before. Oh. The Visit, Split, and Glass. What do you mean? Yeah, there's nothing. 
I thought there was like a like that was a trilogy. Yeah, Unbreakable came out way earlier. Oh, okay. Yeah, and he he made Split, and then it kind of feels like it's like the ending is tacked on, right? It doesn't feel like it was the ending was intended stupid. to be a part of that My universe, God. but it is. Uh, which I don't know his what I don't know what his intention was. It just feels that way. But anyway, we're talking anyway, about M Night. Oh. Yeah, old. <laughs> yeah, and then old. Well, this wasn't it. My God, and why is he? In, that's oh, him in it too. Yes, right? that's he's usually in it. most of his movies. My but God, yeah, he usually has smaller parts. It was gross. He needs less dialogue. He needs <laughs> I didn't say think, anything. Yeah, go. My goodness, and man, this movie. You already knew what the concept was because they blew their load on the entire premise in the trailer, and then they added nothing more to it later. Except, I mean, I guess the ending technically did, but it just nothing about it was as satisfying as it could have been for me. You know, mm-hmm. completely agree. <laughs> I completely agree with everything you're saying. There was a lot of plot holes. This movie sucked. <laughs> I'm Honestly, I'm just kidding. I mean, I thought the premise looked cool. It was enough. It was interesting enough to get me to buy into it, but it just wasn't. It just dragged on from. I mean, they came up with multiple ideas. They didn't try those ideas without going too far into spoilers for it, I guess. But they just thought that's what made the pacing so off for me is that they came up. They didn't try like a lot of the things that they came up with in order to solve their situation and you just kind of had to you're just stuck as somebody who's not completely brain dead watching them just agonizingly struggle through this thing that seems like a more simple fix than the fix in the end yeah general impressions is I didn't hate it but I was close to hating it Um, (laughs) it looked kind of the the writing every time was <laughs> every fucking time the writing was pretty bad to horrible the acting was pretty bad to horrible we, M Night was so good where are you talking yeah, about yeah right we know Nat Wolf Oscar Nod? yeah we know Nat Wolf can yeah. uh, can act because of Hereditary we know Thomason can act uh, we see Jojo Rabbit so we know that. They're competent actors. Everyone else we don't really know or care about, so it doesn't really matter. Um, but just the plot holes and conveniences of this movie really, really drag it down. And the logical flaw, or not logic flaws, but the rules that the universe creates or that this movie tries to create. Is it frozen? <laughs> the movie. Solid. <laughs> the rules that this movie tries to create breaks repetitively. <coughs> repeatedly throughout the whole movie and it just kind of you know you can only forgive a movie so much when it's breaking its own rules so i didn't really like it that much so i was hyped going in for this because i am an m night fan and um yeah it was uh, definitely a big letdown i think the um writing and i mean all the writing is pretty terrible but uh dialogue and the performances you know, delivering that dialogue is pretty bad. Tons of just exposition dumps and things like that. Um, also, the premise is good, but the way that this movie changes the premise uh, didn't work for me. I think there was a more interesting route that wasn't taken, plus a lot of the logic and plot hole problems. Now, the things I did like, 
So I thought it looked amazing. It he did. finally went back to shooting on film, and I think it looks really good. Um, cinematography was interesting, but again, as a negative, there are things done that I just didn't get behind. Like Josh said uh, before, who knows if it's in this recording or not. <laughs> um, what are you talking about? This is zo- live a lot of zoom off the cuff first. <laughs> a lot of zoom-ins on faces and things like that. And what I was noticing was the zo- was um, a lot of like the focal point being like just dead space or negative space, like even like a point in the sky. It was like, it was just very awkward. Um, but the camera movements and stuff like that was good. And you can tell he is a competent director. I think he is still a competent director um, when given freedom and things like that to uh, make his own movies. But just, yeah, in terms of writing, I think he needs to work with a different writer. Um, you know, this was an adaptation, but he he changed enough of it to be to have his original, you know, to, for it to be his original movie. I think he really, he only borrowed the premise from the um, graphic novel and then the rest is kind of mostly him. Um, I haven't read it, so I'm not sure, but yeah, that uh, is my general impression. M. Knight, you're not as good as you think you are. Yeah. Does he think he's like <laughs> He's got it, right? Um, I think so. <laughs> I mean, I kind of get gonna, that. If you're going to put yourself in the, your own movie that much, I mm. think you think a certain standard for yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, th- I mean, there's a lot of nitpicks and I'm sure we could go into those and it would be very, you know, we could talk about benefit. the nitpicks for like 30 minutes, <laughs> at least 30 minutes. <laughs> but, but, yeah. but that just seems, you know, trite and yeah, we wouldn't do that unnecessary. <laughs> we're, we're all about making clean, very straight Concise, to the point cuts, no rambling, you know, <laughs> getting you right to the point. And, there is no point to watch this movie <laughs> move on. And the point is to Just let you know, there are so many plot holes, so many things that conveniences and just straight up dumb things that again, I I I deja vu, I feel like I mentioned before where the nurse spoilers. Who cares? Spoilers. <laughs> Okay. Well, well, we did all we all said general thoughts. So yeah. spoilers from here okay. on out for old. If you're interested in seeing it, don't. But if you really love M Night, you want to see it, go for it. Skip ahead if you don't want to listen to spoilers. Yeah, go. The nurse when he was talking about how to acclimate, you know, a swimmer. If they swim up too quickly, they black out. Maybe that's the reason why if they walk through the mountains, why they black out and end up for some reason walking back and ending up in the same spot at the beach. <laughs> Yeah, stumble. Yeah, when you black out, you stumble backwards. Yeah, you walk for a ways. You stumble back. <laughs> but if you black out while swimming, then you just drown. Right. But you can't swim back. <laughs> you can't swim back. <laughs> you can walk back, but you, you can't, can't swim, swim back. back. No. Die. Yeah. Face down. He was the one who came up with that idea, and then he was also the one who's like, "Oh yeah, we saw that girl who was apparently also Olympic-like swimmer." You know, Michael Phelps, I believe, was the term. They, I don't know. They said she was breaststroking and like Michael Phelps. Butterfly something. Yeah. And she drowned Hmm, Maybe you black out while you swim. I don't know. You were seemed so smart throughout the rest of this. Probably the smartest guy there and didn't figure that out. But yeah. Uh, so then they didn't even try that for the remainder of the movie. Which that, was that is a big point a of like why, you know, oh, why, why don't you just walk off the beach? Well, yeah, you black out if you do this, but at the end, so the way the way it ends is that the two kids um, survive, right? And they 
They survive by going through this coral reef, which is the same thing. They're leaving. <coughs> Shit. They're getting further away from Die the beach. Um, apparently, the coral is blocking these. Um, you know, they try to explain everything so scientifically and like it's magnetism. Give it, kind yeah, of. magnetism, right? <laughs> which like it just. I wish it didn't have an explanation, but they try to give it an explanation. So then it brings up more logic and plot holes. But you know, they try to go through this coral. Apparently, that blocks the magnetism. Doesn't make any sense why. But like, yeah, you would think that they would black out by doing that. Also, it doesn't make any sense why that prevents this from happening. Right? It's like this a event. lead tube. Yeah. I wish they like kind of the just x-rays. went like forward with that idea. Like found I wish they just went forward with the idea of walking slowly and somebody uh, making it out. Yeah. Like, right. But it's like, yeah, they like, I is a sacrifice, but they get I out. I fully it's expected like, that to be. And he's like, I'm going to do it. Like one of the kids, like might yeah, as well. Yeah, we yeah. have nothing else to try at this point. I'm going to try it and I'll send somebody back for you. And yeah. then that would just been way better to me. They never even attempted that, and that was such a bother. That actually would have been a cool ending, like them right? walking through, try, or like they get and to he's the like point, super old. Maybe when they're he gets like, out. yeah, forty or fifty, and yeah. they're like, we should just try it, you know. And then you know that adds twenty years. Like they, one of them might not make it, but or yeah, they're super old when they get out, or yeah. and then like one makes it, and he's like, go back. Like yeah. that would have been so much better to me yeah. than how it ended. But. Yeah. So the ending, ending is the you know there's this pharmaceutical company that is behind the resort and this whole operation and they're testing uh drugs and cures by giving them one dose to see if the effects uh the effects of a lifetime over a lifetime right in one day which makes no sense for a pharmaceutical no it's kind of like the kevin malone uh explanation what about if we just make one that works forever now he's like (laughs) one antacid for a week like, or a month why not why not like, a month why, it's like, uh, why not make a it one for the year too big a pill <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like that answer for it. it's like yeah. no pharmaceuticals <laughs> looking for one thing that could just cure people forever but yeah. i like i get the i mean the general point of it and i like that but i think it again uh it just the premise that i was hoping for was more of like this you know, I think the movie bites off more than it can handle by having so many characters. There's so much going on. I wish it was like just a family discovering this beach, not being able to get off. And then, like I said, in the Green Knight, having this existential dread of what if you know when your expiration date is like you are going to die in a day. You know what would happen? And they had like they they tried to bring in this family drama and it was never developed beyond like just what was being said. You know, like her cheating on her husband, like none of that stuff felt explored enough. Right. They tried to have these moments, but those moments didn't. There was no payoff to those. They were right. ho- emotionally hollow, like the whole movie is emotionally hollow. But Yeah. And I did want to bring up one rule, one big rule that got broken that really bothered me. And we can all, you know, we all have our one rule. Um, mine was if. So they say that it doesn't affect dead cells, which would be, they say hair and nails don't grow um, quicker because they're technically dead cells. So then why would the bodies decompose quicker? If those are dead cells. If they're dead cells. Like eventually the cells would die and then it would stop being affected. Decomposition doesn't just keep happening. Yeah. And I mean, that's already a myth itself. Just like limitless, you know, you only use 10% of your brain. You right. obviously use more than that. And hair is not dead cells. 
And nails are definitely not dead cells. <laughs> so, and like Kyle, I feel like Kyle would say <laughs> that, you know, the cells that produce hair aren't dead. So why are they not right, yeah, yeah. still producing hair at a faster rate? I don't know. Apparently it doesn't affect beard hair though. Yeah. Facial hair because he grew, he grew facial hair throughout the movie. Yeah. It all older. just comes down to that. What did someone say? Attention to detail. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, there's just like it's like don't there's a premise. Don't and look then at the man behind the curtain. Yeah, yeah. for real, <laughs> it's literally that. I know he's not actually behind the curtain. And no, I he's actually you can see him, but just don't. He's pay actually attention filming anyway. from on top of the hill. <laughs> don't don't pay attention anyway. Humans can only survive. Yeah, a when they showed that, you know, it, it was it was kind of like an interesting thing. You know, I thought there was going to be something more to it than that. Like, uh, you know, you go into an M Night movie with an expectation of what's like going to happen the in the end right <laughs> like what is you know what is the ending going to be and this wasn't really i wouldn't call it a twist but it wasn't i don't satisfying. know it didn't yeah it definitely wasn't satisfying it made like i like the i like that idea like if that idea in a different movie but i guess this i don't know ultimately i didn't get what i wanted in this movie anyway so it doesn't yeah ending the ending actually kind of helped it a little bit but still the whole movie is unsatisfying. Do you guys think that the general populace watching this movie will enjoy it and like yeah. for what no. it is? <laughs> or you think this is just going to be a big flop? I think it's going to I think flop. it already is a flop, right? It's been out a week, right? If I know. I haven't looked at the numbers. There was I was one of 3 people in the theater today watching it. I was the only one. I it's also be the only a week one. after. I mean, I'm sure opening weekend this was pretty big. It was like the the bigger, uh, biggest release of that weekend, I'm pretty sure. Um, it's grossed 48 million worldwide, probably on a budget of a lot less. It can't than that. be a lot. No, it wasn't like a lot. Yeah, this effects. was actually. I think this was made during COVID. So, yeah. Um, let's see. Yeah, I mean, we're 18 not million was the budget. 18 million, there you go. Oh, so it's successful. Yeah. Um, any, uh, any other thoughts on old? New. You know, when I watched it, it was Viejos. <laughs> did you oh, watch did it you in, Mexico? in Mexico? I did watch it in oh. Mexico, yeah. With And the funny thing is, you know, I think all of us here are fan of subtitles. Yeah. I watch everything with subtitles. And was it in Spanish subtitles? It was Spanish subtitles. Obviously, it was in English, so it had Spanish subtitles. Right. I kept trying to look down at the subtitles, but it took longer to read the subtitles than just listening to it. Well, so. like, duh. <laughs> Why would you try and translate it when you know Well, I'm just so used language? to reading the subtitles and then looking up, reading, look, read, look, read, look, that I kept doing that, but it wasn't as beneficial as when it's in English. Yeah. Uh, ratings out of five for old. Gave it a two and a half light. I Probably would go down on rewatch. I changed my rating this. during this conversation, which is allowed, and I dropped it to a 1.5. I'm going with a two. Uh, one last thing, too, which I said before in the original review, um, that it did, it, like, because Jacob said it would go down on a rewatch. This is a, for, like, a one-time watch, it, it's, like, somewhat entertaining like 
it, yeah. I thought it was a quick and easy watch. Like, it, yeah, because it has that premise of like what's going to happen next. You're kind of anticipating mm-hmm. the next thing. You're anticipating the ending because it's M Night. Like, it has tension. Yeah, I wasn't like super bored. So I will no. say that like for for a one time watch, it will be. It's an only time watch. Definitely not going to rewatch this. I don't think. That's no. why I thought it would be more successful. Unless we're an M Night Premium. Yeah. <laughs> well, you wouldn't include this in there. No, probably. Better not watch <laughs> be an the old last Airbender. We could do it though and re-review it and actually get all of our all of our thoughts out that we said before. Take detailed notes on what do you every mean said before. I mean, when we were talking about it together, <laughs> yeah, because we always talk show. about movies pre-show. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know what I'm saying. I was like, if you were to go into detail on this, like go in on it. Oh yeah, it'd be a long review. Yeah, and it drop it. <laughs> Yeah. Like at least, I, I mean, if that stuff, star if that stuff bothers you, it did. Yeah. Well, like I said, some of the stuff that is, some of the stuff that they choose to focus on, where it's like it literally is like story and plot breaking, then that you know that obviously would bring it down. There's other right. things that it's like, okay, nitpicks I can let stuff, that go. Yeah. yeah, nitpicks. But okay, sounds like we uh, not too hot on old. No. It I got, got old fast. <laughs> yeah. Um. Let's get into what else we have been watching. I didn't watch anything else. Wow. That was it. No. So I watched Tomorrow War. Terrible. One and a half stars. Move on. (laughs) (laughs) It is literally the entire premise is about time travel and every explanation explanation of that makes zero sense. Like even even in the most basic of trying to make, you know, that kind of time travel or that kind of thing. Interesting. The entire premise of the movie is that in the future, we're losing a war and half like most of the population, everyone except like 500,000 people have died, you know, and they're able to go in the past and their decision instead of trying to go in the past to fix the future, it's to Recruit. bring people from the past to try and fight the war. They already lost seven billions of people to that seems like the worst decision for using the past and it was and so there's like no point in the time travel element at all and chris pratt was terrible in it because he didn't even get to be himself which is the kind of funny oh it's not like he's a movie he's yeah oh that sucks yeah i have heard that and it did he can't do that apparently maybe he can with the right direction yeah i'm sure this didn't have it well, that's weird, though, because this is the guy that he worked on the Lego movie. He directed Lego Batman movie. Like, it seems like he is a comedy forward. And that's probably why this sucks. Writer and director. And why wouldn't they lean into that? You have Chris I Pratt mean, on board. I'm sure some people thought it was funny, but just so many of the decisions in this were just so stupid. One of the things is like explanations. It's like, well, why can't we just build one of these things to go in a different time to do blah, blah, blah. Held together by chicken wire and and gum. gum. Chewing gum. (laughs) And I'm just like, what? (laughs) You have like 30 years at this point to figure that out then and you already have the technology because you built it in this time. Now, we have years until that's going to happen. More or less plot holes than old? More. (laughs) Wow. Just none of it. There was so much... One of the things is like they said the abdomen and throat is the way to kill these creatures, right? And then one of the people was like, what do these creatures look like? Well, we can't show you because if we show you, you wouldn't go. Well, they're forcing to go anyway. Like, 
How are they supposed to fight something? They don't even know what they look like. Chris Pratt. Where's the abdomen? Chris Pratt shows the guy how to use the gun like literally minutes before yeah. they go. Yeah, into literally battle. they're about to go and he's like trying to reload the gun yeah, and can't and did. he shows them how to do it. I'm just like, and I don't know how long, I don't know if I just missed it because I was try, really trying to pay attention to this a lot, but really hard when you're not in a movie theater and you're at home watching this and like it sucks. Really hard for me to focus on every detail of this movie. But as far as I know, it didn't seem like they were being trained for very long to go to the, a slaughter, even though the slaughter occurs 30 years in the future or something like that. It was just bad, like, in all those ways. And even as an action movie, just a dumb action movie, which I can get on board with. I even somewhat enjoyed Rogue. But this movie just, it tries to be cerebral, and that's its biggest fault. And also it's too long for just being a dumb action movie. So, yeah, it just fails. I Apparently it's doing well. But if this actually was just a theatrical release, like 2019, this was coming out. I think it, I mean, it is coming out in the summer blockbuster time. But yeah, it came out like July 2nd, right? Yeah. Right before yeah, 4th it was July. Right before 4th, it's yep. a bad movie. <laughs> Maybe it was still been successful, and it probably uh, is. Okay, so this is like, I've heard, I've seen bad reviews, and like, uh, you know, like I watched one extended review that was like, yeah, this movie is god awful, and you're saying one and a half. I mean, that's, or would you say that? Yeah, pretty low. It's a one um, and a half, but it's got <laughs> like a, it's the user score is not that low, like a six six. Because I don't get that. I, don't know I feel because even. Like I've heard, it's like yeah, you know, it's dumb, but it's just a dumb fun action movie. But I, right. it's not, it's mm. not a dumb fun action movie. It could have been. I'm on, I'm all on board. Out of the three of us, I'm most. I feel like most on board with just being, just shut your brain off, enjoy this as it is. But because it had so, it was like an hour in before it started getting to that stuff. Mm. So, yeah, it's long. Two twenty. Holy. Yeah. Shit. So. I don't, I I guess, I don't know. I you just need to just be, this is the movie that you can be on your phone and then just like look up and like as stuff happens. And maybe people were just watching, looking at their phone or doing something in the background until the action started. <laughs> and then they watch it like, yeah, that's pretty decent action say, movie. Technically is doing better than old. That's okay. Sure. Slightly, but. But Very yeah, slightly. if you don't want to pay attention to the first like hour of this movie and just start paying attention when the action happens, yeah, it's enjoyable enough as in just a dumb action <clears throat> movie. Hmm. It's stupid. Yeah, I wanted to watch it, but now don't I'm probably not literally don't. To. It's a waste of time. Yeah, you will probably give even less than what I gave it. Oof. Okay. Um. Well, I watched rewatched uh, Starsky Nutch for the first time in a long time. Just a light and easy watch um, for a comedy. I think it's pretty good. Directed by Todd Phillips uh, in around that time when he was making good comedies. Uh, it's based on a show from the 70s. It kind of feels like an extended episode of one of those, like a police procedural show. Uh, but I just think the cast is really good and the comedy works. And yeah, I still like it. I thought it would be... I thought I wouldn't like it as much because I had nostalgia for it. But I think it actually does hold up pretty well. So I give it a three and a half. Jacob? On the plane, I watched The Mauritanian. It was directed by Kevin McDonald. Don't know what else he's done. But he's probably done other movies. Uh, Watch it on the plane. It's not the best place to watch movies. But 
It is a 2021 release. I Best place to watch this kind of movie, though. I hadn't heard of it before, honestly. I don't. I heard of it. I saw it, but Kyle, oh, he directed The Last King of Scotland. Yeah, I've I've heard of Mortanian. I haven't heard of it, but it's probably gonna get some Oscar nods. Uh, Jodie Foster, you know, great actress. How, you can't f- unforgettable. <laughs> yeah, name. like name just you see her and you know. She does very well in this, and but the most standout is the main character who I don't know anything he's been in before. That's uh, he's in another movie. This guy directed The Eagle. Yeah, The Eagle. It's uh, Tahar Rahim. He'll probably get a nod for it, and that that's deserved. Nothing about this movie is super exceptional. Like cinematography wise, nothing stands out to me as being anything unique or exceptionally well done. It's serviceable. And that's how I a good adjective for most of the movie. It is well. It's a good. It's enjoyable. It's and the premise of it is so interesting. It's about the nine eleven attacks. This guy who he was basically framed by the U.S. government that he was the orchestrator, or, or, or the conductor. <laughs> he orchestrated. It. He. Hired or hired or found the people recruited there. That's the word I'm looking for. He recruited the people that were involved in committing the 9-11 attacks, even though there was no proof other than he had trained with the Taliban before. Not at that time, but he had trained with them before. And he had a call once from his cousin that was using bin Laden's phone. That was it. He was never proven guilty jail he went straight to jail believe it or not jail (laughs) (laughs) yeah he went straight to jail never was proven you're supposed to be innocent to proven guilty and i one of the powerful moments in this was like when he was talking about you think yeah you hear about this kind of corruption and stuff happening in like his kind of country or other countries like that like third world countries and you always hear about america and the truth and justice he talked about where he came from. You're afraid of police because they're corrupt and they're going to do stuff. But not in the U.S. Not in the U.S. They're they're all about being just and good. And then he gets there and he's he's not never he was never proven guilty and he ends up being innocent. But he spent over a decade in Guantanamo Bay tortured and which torture doesn't work, by the way. People will just say whatever they want to say to make it stop. And. Yeah, because of that, he was imprisoned for over a decade. And he never got anything out of it. Just, oh, yeah, you're good. It looks like you didn't do anything wrong. Slap on the ass. Yeah. Have a good one. Have a good one. Sorry about that. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. (laughs) Our bad. (laughs) But this super intelligent guy who got a scholarship from Mauritania, this tiny little country that has nothing going for it, really, like, poverty stricken he got a scholarship to and highly educated in germany learned taught english on his own to himself while in guantanamo bay and he just had to basically have his life ruined by the us of a for doing literally nothing wrong have you seen um victim the of report opportunity from i have seen the report oh do you like that is that with uh, adam know. driver mm-hmm. yeah Wait, maybe I haven't seen it. I'm thinking of different. I think it was. I think you guys talked about it. Yeah, maybe. Probably. 
Let's see if it's on Letterboxd. <laughs> I doubt it's on Letterboxd because it came up a oh, before we started the show. Yeah. yeah. And I didn't even have Letterboxd. Okay. Fair. That's the all about like news and stuff, right? It's about the, the interrogation same, program. Same yeah. Inter- yeah. I don't think I've seen it. The U.S. detainees and interrogation program. That's the, the CIA torture report. report. Advanced the torture interrogation. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Torture's read it. It's basically like, I mean, it's not about that guy like this. Uh, that sounds like this is Specific focusing on instinct, that guy. Yeah. Specifically, it's, this is covering the whole, like all of yeah, the Bush I don't, era. I don't think I've seen 9-11 it. 9-11 yeah. aftermath. Yeah. Yeah. It's just. If it's, you haven't watched it. Maybe I need to. Check it out. Yeah. It sounds like a good double bill with this. Yeah. It was, it's a tragic story. This guy, it has him in it in the end. He has just such high spirits and his story, which it's funny. Like the book it had to go through the process. So it's like redacted, just tons of black lines through his story that are not allowed to be t- told. And, but his book's been like translated into like 20 or 30 languages and it's being told. It's just, mm. yeah. Guantanamo Bay should be shut down. But anyway, Rating? Uh, I give it a three and a half out of five. I think it's definitely worth a watch. From an art perspective, it does nothing special, but it's more about the story. Yeah, it is more about the story, and it's. I mean, it does well. At, at a lot of talent involved, acting. Well, I guess that's the strongest part of this movie is the acting. Cool. Are you going, or you want me to go? You go, and then I'll go. Okay. Um, I rewatched Lady Bird. Uh, still a four and a half. I still love it. Um, I like how it is. I like how it 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 feels. It balances like that realistic tone with like still adding like this comedic mm-hmm. sense to it, where it's not like totally dry and like too serious and um you know it's it obviously is a coming of age story it's like her and her senior year of high school and you know that getting ready to go off to school and the setting and every I, yeah there's a lot of things to like about it uh definitely getting me hyped for the barbie barbie movie um but yeah i still love the ending i'm trying to think of it's more so just like i don't really think i have a negative thing to say about it Mm-mm. But it's just like not a perfect movie, still. You know what I'm saying? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I gave the exact I mean, same score. I I I said before, like, what's the difference between like a four and a half and five? five and it's right. still like a feeling, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, this doesn't have that feeling of like perfect. But uh, love the performances and uh, Timothy Chalamet in this movie. He's a dick, but I love him, <laughs> and he feels like. Kyle does love Dick. <laughs> I do love Dick. I feel like uh, it's a. It is like his character is more written because uh, right. kind of feels like unrealistic. You know this brooding kid that, but it feels in this at the same time like there would be those kids, uh, like post nine eleven, the years after like oh you know anarchists like he's like oh don't trust the government, tear everything down like you know mm-hmm. this just brooding like emo kid basically but yeah yeah i love the one thing i loved was the di- the father or the parent dynamic oh yeah yeah the father daughter dynamic versus the mother and the mother yeah. daughter yeah it's great mm-hmm. shout out greta 
Greta Gerwig. Okay, who's next? I'll go. And these I'm going to group together. I watched a couple of movies. Um, some may call them renowned. Um, definitely well known. And those are both the one, the James Cameron Terminators. Yeah, so I Terminator saw one and that. So the Terminator and then Terminator 2. Mm-hmm. Um, been on my watches for a while because Kyle, Travis, and I actually had a pretty long going long conversation about James Cameron and how Kyle and I argue that he's highly overrated. Travis disagree with us. Blah, blah, blah. I watch both these movies. Still completely agree with my statement. I do think he's widely overrated. These movies are supposed to be his crown jewels. They're not that great of movies. They're fun. Wrong. <laughs> they're fun. They're entertaining, but they're corny and pretty bland and dry. Did you watch Aliens? No. And Terminator is definitely better than Terminator 2. Come on. No, the Terminator is way worse. Than, not way worse, but worse than T2. T2 actually, T2 felt like what Terminator wanted to be. And that was like this big, huge blockbuster movie. That yeah, but can't. Was I mean, established. He probably didn't even have the budget. I'm guessing the budget for well, T2 was probably 10 times that of Terminator. Either way. It felt like it. And if it wasn't, then it definitely felt that it way. I think the Oscar fine. for best effects. There, I know there's, what is it, seven years apart between the two? See, 91 versus... 84, I think, right? 84, yep. yep. So seven years between the two, and that really showed. I mean, the first one that had this like pretty bad stop action scenes in it. Like, You could tell that they <laughs> like inserted this like metal thing that they manually moved and like tried to like splice in its movements to make it look like it was actually walking, but it was like very badly done. Um, obviously we know the lines are corny. The second one, the little kid was a horrible actor. I hated everything that he had to do with the movie, but the dynamic between the Terminator or Terminator and, um, the kid was, uh, John Connor, um, was, was pretty cool. It kind of felt like, a it was a cool dynamic because they kind of alluded to the fact that he's like would be a prototypical father figure for somebody and he's like a machine and it's kind of like just shows you the dynamic of like how fathers are fathers are looked upon sometimes in relationships or in or in life and like that this robot could basically act as like the father that the kid never had and it's obviously has no emotion or anything it just kind of does it does and it you know, it, whatever it was supposed to do, it did exactly what <laughs> you expected it to do. Protect the kid, you know, play with the kid, do what the kid wanted. And, um, but as we find out the ending, so the whole time you're thinking that John's controlling the robot and it, you have no reason not to believe that he is. And then the very end, it breaks that. So you, the whole time you don't know if he was actually, doing it because the kid was saying it or he was just doing it to think that the kid was controlling him, which kind of, I thought was kind of dumb to be honest. But, um, these movies, they're, they're cool for their time, but I don't fall into the, the trap of classitosis because this movie is not 
these movies are not like blow you away with what they are like okay. i gotta rewatch but <laughs> i don't I think, think the they're that good that they're good. not that good honestly like there's nothing to them that but you have to take it for what it is also like i mean the budget, star wars like, was extremely like better with older with less technology probably less of a budget new hope was infinitely better than this and it was in 76 almost 10 years before this came out and all the effects in that were amazing still hint i mean stand up pretty well i mean c3po was an actual person (coughs) and like this this was eight years later and they didn't want to do an actual person in a suit like they could have easily done that and yeah, but don't you think better. that it's a choice also oh my of like God. it being and the prosthetics were horrible in this one in the first one. Oh my goodness, his face—they like put a prosthetic face to make it look like Arnold Schwarzenegger. Oh, looked yeah. nothing like him. I, I remember that. His yeah. hands looked horrible the whole time. They had a scene where he was on a motorcycle and it was a different actor, and you could clearly see it wasn't Arnold Schwarzenegger. Like, I don't know, like. I get it's charming or whatever, but. You can't just like not knock it because it's an old movie. Like, like we said, there's been plenty of movies that are older that have done it way better than this one. And yeah, if you're talking about technically flawless, then obviously it's so not the, it. Yeah, it's just it comes down to like, do you connect with it or enjoy it that much? And obviously that that's not going to bump. And it we up had seen. I mean, I'm pretty sure we saw it when we were little at some point. I mean, I, we had to have. Our dad had them on like DVD. Like, obviously he's. Our dad's a big fan of the of eighties film. Like we watched a lot of our eighties movies because of him. So it's like at some point I'm sure I was saw this and it just didn't didn't bring me into the universe. I didn't care about it. Like I honestly like which Salvation is supposed to be pretty bad, but I like that universe because it put you into the into the post apocalyptic version of the Terminator. Not the real world, and then they would flash back to. Yeah, I that. I can't remember a single thing about Salvation, but from what I remember, that was a decent entry into them. Yeah. After going from T two to T three, yeah, oof, I, didn't, I haven't seen T three. I've seen Salvation. <laughs> I think that's Salvation's the only one. Salvation's after T three, yeah, right. And that's Christian Bale's in it, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, that one was okay. Like I said, it. I liked when they went into like the the war scenes kind of, and then it just kind of came back and it just, I don't know. It didn't feel, it didn't feel good. I I didn't really get anything from it that I think a lot of people do get. So, um, but yeah, T2, like I said, I'm going to give it the, the edge because it did feel like the blockbuster that it was going for. And I did like the, I think that, Arnold Schwarzenegger matured a little bit as an actor. Not that he was ever anything in the second one better than the first one, but it just felt a little bit more. He felt more comfortable in the second one versus the first one. Um, so I gave the first one a 3.5 and the second one a 4. Oof. I rewatch those soon. Got to rewatch them for the top 100. Anyway, one's, so. on one's on Hulu, one's on Netflix. Netflix yeah. T2's on Netflix. Okay, Jacob, or do you want me to go? Mm. I have two more. One can be brief. I also have two more. Okay, go ahead. I watched Becoming Jane. Never heard of her. (laughs) Should I? 
Mm, no. Becoming Jane? What yeah, is this? Uh, it was directed by Julian Gerald. It's a period piece about... Uh, Ew, Jane Austen? Yes. Yeah. Oh, Why God. Why watch this? <laughs> the person... It was a recommendation from Illy. Okay. Who, uh... It's about the author, yeah, of Pride and Prejudice. Mm-hmm. It, I mean, it has McAvoy in it mm-hmm. and Anne Hathaway. So, like, acting was good. Writing was actually very interesting, witty, sharp, very British. I don't know where the, I'm guessing the person's not British who directed it. Norwich. Anyway. Okay, yep. So, <laughs> I guess it had that kind of humor and that witty and sharpness to it. I mean, it was an enjoyable watch. It doesn't do more a lot, you know. It's above average because of the acting and writing. But other than that, it it doesn't do much to kind of elevate it too much more than that. But as a period piece, I mean, it's interesting, fun watch. If you're into these kind of like romantic kind of comedy type period piece movies, you're going to love this. If you're not, you're going to still enjoy it if you're just into that kind of romance type movie at all. The letters were actually from Jane Austen. Apparently. There we go. Yeah, it, it was. I don't. I'm not mad. I watched it. I enjoyed it. That's five star movie. Okay. It's Take definitely a not cut. a five star movie, but it's an enjoyable watch. I think if anybody into these kind of movies will like it for quite a bit. But it didn't. I. It's not something I really am interested in watching again. But I didn't hate it. I enjoyed it. Quite. You know, it was enjoyable. That's about five star, three star. Oh, okay. Above average. Uh, I'm gonna do my quickie first, and then I'll finish on the one that I really want to talk about. Uh, I watched a documentary called Woodstock '99: Peace, Love, and Rage. Uh, So this is actually a part of a new series uh, called Music Box. It's from the same creator that did uh, the 30 for 30 for ESPN. Uh, So these are going to focus on musical events or something in music, obviously. Uh, So this is focused on the Woodstock Festival of 1999 and basically everything that happened surrounding that. And just this culmination of insane events. Like, as a documentary... Again, as a film, not doing anything like crazy or super interesting or anything like that. It's pretty much just telling you the story and talking heads, giving their perspective. They have the founders of Woodstock, the promoters, uh, Kevin, whatever his name is, and the other guy. And then they have, you know, different writers and stuff like that giving their perspectives. That's like my main flaw with it is uh, in terms of anything, anything besides just being average, um, like a like a, a documentary again, not doing anything special uh, technically or artistically, but the main critique I would have is that the talking heads are very one sided. Where like I do believe that this was a a a bad event. Like this, <laughs> a lot of the things shouldn't have happened, but they are giving one totally one side of like. Mm. it's this and this and it's uh it's you know um misogyny it's uh just like hate like all it's all of these things where it's like yeah i'm sure that was present but it's like i think they are 
kind of blowing that out of the water just to get like a better angle on the story. Because gotcha. if otherwise it's so not it fits like, this narrative. Yeah, kind of to like fit that narrative exactly. Um, but super interesting watch. Definitely, I would if you don't know anything about Woodstock '99, I would definitely recommend people watch it. It's just not going to blow you away from a filmmaking perspective or if it's a you documentary. are. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. And that's on HBO right yep. now, so easy to stream. Um, you know, politically speaking, if you are, I don't know, like uh. right wing at all or lean that way, like you'll the talking heads will come off even worse to you. You should be like, oh, these fucking liberals, <laughs> these liberal fucking leftists, these snowflakes. Uh, yeah. I mean, that's I I've seen like literally people commenting that just on. Review sites and different things like that. Which, oh, I'm sure. Yeah, of course it's the internet. They're, so. the, they're the ones that are commenting. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't agree with that, but I'm saying the viewpoint that they're giving is one sided. Like, I wish there was more goers, uh, attendees of the festival, because a couple of the talking heads are people that attended it, and um, you know they do agree. They that give you a unique perspective. Yeah, perspective. But you know, out of five hundred thousand people, I'm sure some of them would say, you know, well. Yeah, it's X Y. It wasn't that bad. Uh, you you have to expect this going into it. Like, yeah, of course, the plumbing is gonna is you know, if, of course, you have to go into expecting. Uh, there was free water. Like, yeah, you need to stay hydrated. People died of heat stroke or whatever. But they, I'm guessing, they didn't drink water. They were drinking beer instead. And you know, like we go to Warp Tour and we come out alive. It's nothing close to Woodstock '99, but no faster horses. <laughs> well, yeah. People sleeping there with generators, a lot of them. Bad story or sad story, but Tragic. a lot of the people here there were sleeping in just like tents and stuff. It's not like a campsite, not like a fast horses, right? And it was nineteen ninety nine, also. And that was a few years, <laughs> twenty ago. years ago. But yeah, I I, I would recommend uh, checking it out just as an easy watch and an interesting like everything that uh, there's so many crazy stories to go through like. You're never bored watching it. It oh, flies yeah, by. It's a documentary that's two. It's on HBO. It's a documentary. Oh. It's two hours, but it's like goes so by. A sh- fucking shitstorm the whole time. Literally. Yeah. Quite literally. Okay. Oh, oh yeah. I gave it a three. <laughs> yeah. What did you? Super do? interesting, but again, yeah, nothing gonna blow you away in terms of like filmmaking. Jacob. Another uh, plane watch. I watch uh, Love and Monsters. Oh yes, I saw this. Came out last year, directed by Michael Matthews. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was fun. Felt kind of I don't know Spielbergish. If that's a thing, just just got a nod, right? So is. Did it? Visual effects. Mm-hmm. Visual effects. Ask no. A little bit choppy. I mean, some were like I. Obviously, there's a lot of monsters in this, and they. Most looked really good. I think the Is budget was like love, nothing. No. Yeah. <laughs> I mean. I think the budget was like next to nothing. Monsters looked pretty good. I mean, obviously, a lot of times you hit the Uncanny Valley. There was a couple of monsters that didn't look too good, you know. But overall, they they did look good. Shadowing, shading and such looked great. It made it more physically, more set in the world. Oh, 30. 30 million. million that's tiny though for the amount of special effects that were in this that's pretty small uh 
acting was serviceable. There was nothing that stood out at all. They got beat out by Tenet for visual effects. Oh my God. No shocker. I'm just saying. <laughs> Tenet was how much was a budget on that? Mm, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Not Tenet level uh, special effects, but they did their job. 200. Yeah. <laughs> it, it was a fun movie. I think this is definitely a movie that you could bring a family to for the most part. It wasn't super violent or anything. Uh, very, I guess, 80s-esque in that way, kind of like Goonies type. It was, I enjoyed it. It was just fun, not too long, didn't overstay its welcome. Simple story, not going to blow you away. No, none of the shots or anything stood out. Score didn't stand out. None of the acting really stood out. Nothing stood out. But what it it was enjoyable as a watch. It definitely made, you know, like what an hour and a half of the plane ride go by a little bit quicker. Yeah, it's definitely worth a watch as a family movie. I can't recommend anybody else want to go into this, but yeah, when um. It was during Oscar season and the nominations were coming out. And I was like trying to catch up on all the movies getting nominated and stuff. I saw this. I was like, I, I didn't know who it was for. Like, what is, you know, what's the demographic for this movie? Yeah, it's definitely like, yeah, uh, E.T.-ish type. Like, mm. you know, there's some parts that are. The term you're looking for, I think, is Amblin. Amblin? Yeah, like Amblin people call Entertainment. Oh, yeah, That's Amblin. Spielberg. Yeah. yeah, there we go. It's Amblin. <laughs> yeah. Definitely in that realm. It's, right. you know, seems like kind of higher risky, kind of gross, violent ish, but not to an excessive effect. This is, you can bring kids to this movie. And I think they'll have a good time watching it. And it is something for everyone. But yeah, it's definitely not going to blow you away in any department whatsoever. But, you know, there's a dog in it, and that is a plus too. <laughs> Dog is the best actor <clears throat> in the movie. Cool. Yeah, so I gave it a three. Okay, last thing. Uh, this is one I really want to talk about. And this is one I really want Jacob to see. I know, because I just... You went, know who I, the director yeah, is? Yeah, I just saw, yeah. <laughs> Nicholas Pesci? You know who that is? Jacob's 2020 movie of the year. Directed The Grudge? The new one. <laughs> Well, I watched a movie from him called Piercing, and I loved Piercing. It's got our boy in it. Yep. Christopher Abbott is amazing. Mia Wasikowska is amazing. They're pretty much the only two people in the movie. Um, But yeah, it's a super weird um, kind of story. Uh, It's just uh, this guy is like kind of a sociopath or he wants he has like this urge to kill right so he goes through this plan of hiring a prostitute to do that but then things go awry that's all i'll say to keep it fresh for jacob yeah but super stylistic which i loved the production design in this movie is amazing like it feels so out like there's no you can't tell what the time period is uh like the the cars are retro. The buildings look futuristic, though. Like, all the windows are, like, circles. It looks like, um, like, when they do, like, city shots, it looks kind of like a dollhouse. Like, not a dollhouse, but, you know what I'm saying? Like, the buildings look fake, like, mm-hmm. plastic sets or whatever. I don't know. Anyway, 
it's it's just very odd. Uh, all that stuff, like even the interiors are are the same way. Um, you know, it's like a prostitute's apartment, but it looks like modern and fancy. Anyway, super cool production design, super stylistic performances are great, and just where the story goes, like, uh, is a little bit more cerebral, I guess. It's like kind of fantastic, not fantastical, but not everything is like, uh, going on. It's not, uh, literal. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's interesting. Cause I actually, his other movie I want, I've been wanting to watch, but I just keep forgetting about it. And every time his name comes up, I see this movie and it makes me want to watch it again. That's The Eyes of My Mother. Mm. Which Super has. short, too. Runtime, 82 minutes. Yeah, this one is 76 minutes. Yeah. And it's on Netflix now. Piercing. Piercing. Mm-hmm. Man, it can't be worse than Grudge. Well, I liked it a lot. I gave it a four. <laughs> I think he... did he? Well, that, was ba- that one was based on a movie Pierce, or a book. Piercing, yeah, it's based on a Japanese story too. Yep. If that helps, he, you. is that why they chose him for Grudge? Hmm, I don't know. Good question. Because he failed there. <laughs> okay, well, that uh, I think that wraps us up. Anything else for you, or you guys? I think nope. that's all I watched. Okay, it is pretty good. Now. Let's pull up the releases here. What are we reviewing next week? Daniel. Well, we take this time to thank our sponsors. Uh, no. Founders Brewing. <laughs> oh, <laughs> next week is uh, the Suicide Squad. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what do you guys Gunn? feel about that? I saw the trailer today. Seen, uh, That's the first time I've watched the trailer. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Do you like Guardians? Do you like James Gunn? I like Guardians. I, I like don't Guardians know. I don't love James Gunn. R, James, this has an R rating? I think, he's, I think yeah. it's R rated. It's R-rated. So, and they're just like kind of, yeah, you do your thing. It looks like it. Yes. I believe that's the that's the enticement. I think that's probably how they. Well, I don't know what what I've it been took seeing to get some pretty good reception. Marvel, but yeah, Marvel is definitely going to be high, are gonna, yeah highly controlled. This is him just letting loose. Yeah, it could be a good, could be bad. I mean, it can't be worse than the last Suicide Squad. It, there's no. no way it could be worse. No, so, that one was fucking I, trash. It can't be worse, but I'm going in with low expectations because it's DC, because it's a superhero movie, because it's James Gunn. Like, I don't, I'm not getting my hopes up for sure. You know who produced it? This movie. Your boy. My boy. Mm-hmm. Um. Who would I bring up that'd be worth your boy? That'd be. You're gonna look at Dan up. Gilroy. No. <laughs> That's what your I was actual no, your actual boy. Oh, okay. Uh, fucking Zack Snyder. Oh, well, yeah. This is part of the Snyderverse. <laughs> Maybe it's part of DC. So yeah, he's got his hands on it. He's in it now. So he got his own style. He's got his Snyder cut. So he's the thing. The thing I hate already with the movie is the casting. Like I think it's so gross that they made Suicide Squad, and then less than ten years later they're remaking it with some of the same cast as the first one. What one person? Mar- no, uh, Amanda Waller is. Um, I forget the girl's name. Same casting though. Margot Robbie and um, Joel Kinnaman was in both. I don't think he's the same character, but he's in both. But now you have Idris. Yep. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah, I think he is Rick Flag. I'm pretty sure it's the same. I'm looking. It up. Yeah, he is Rick yeah. Flag in both. 
fuck. Viola Davis is in both. That. Viola, that's why I said Viola Davis. You're that's Amanda Waller. Just pretend the last one didn't happen. Yeah, but I don't know. Not. I just think it's a gross decision. Could it's? I'm sure it'll be fine, but I can't get that out of my head. I think I this is it. like pretty big budget too. Yeah, which I mean, could be true. fun for him, like to have an unlimited budget, basically. I I feel I'm coming in with thinking. Like I think it's going to be better than the first one. That's where my expectations are. So we'll okay, see. so a one or better? One you you gave it a half. Yeah, you gave it a half. I expect to I be hate a the first above one. average. Okay, so above two and a half. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> half the scale covered. 175 yeah. million budget. Jesus Christ. Pretty big. That's that's huge. Probably smaller than Guardians. Two, maybe. Know. Um. Okay. So it's the Suicide Squad next week. Gotta get the title right. Um, and yeah, that's it. If you want to uh, send us a question or comment, you can send us an email at sudsandcinemapodcast at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram at sudsandcinemapodcast. I am on Instagram and, oh, not Instagram, Letterboxd and Untapped at the KG Project. <laughs> I'm on both. It says J Self. I'm losing my buzz. I'm, that's J S A L 517. Any more alcohol? <laughs> and I'm on both platforms at Josh underscore Saldana. All right. Thanks for listening. Cheers, guys.